Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. A few years ago, uh, my wife and I were on vacation in Mexico with a couple of friends of ours, and uh, they were both pastors as well. One of them is six feet tall and covered in tattoos, which are especially visible when you're wearing a bathing suit. And so there we were one afternoon, we were sitting at the swim-up bar in the middle of the pool at our resort, and the bartender was just admiring all of my friend's ink, because she's covered with it, right? And one in particular, one tattoo was still in progress, but it was just beautiful. She was still getting this beautiful rendition, this articulation of the Annunciation, that is when the angel Gabriel told Mary that she was to bear the Christ child. And it was this huge, beautiful tattoo sprawling all over her upper back and on her shoulder. And in broken English, the bartender said to her, It's like you have Jesus in your skin. It's like you have Jesus in your skin. I want you to hold on to that image for a while. This image of Jesus in your skin. We're going to take a little detour, but we'll be back. Hold on to that. What does it look like for Jesus to be in your skin? This morning we see Jesus, we meet Jesus in the temple in Jerusalem just a few days before his execution. And every day that final week, Jesus went to and from the temple. He went there to pray, he went there to teach and to preach, and he was gathering bigger and bigger crowds each time. He was really, really bringing them in. And that made the folks in charge really nervous. And so they kept coming to Jesus to to try and knock him down a few pegs, to sort of cut him off, to to make him appear less wonderful in light of these huge crowds. And so along come a couple of Pharisees and Herodians, and they come to challenge Jesus, and they ask him a question that seems fairly straightforward on the surface. Is it lawful for us, us being Jewish people, is it lawful for us to pay taxes to the emperor or not? It's a simple question, right? Not so much. It's actually a real catch-22. It's an impossible question to answer well. Because if Jesus says, no, it's not lawful for us to pay taxes to the emperor, well, that's an act of treason against the Roman Empire. They own you. You can't say that. But if Jesus says, yes, it's lawful for us to pay taxes, then the crowd will be upset because the crowd is really, really wanting to shuffle off the Roman coil. They are tired of being under the oppression of a foreign pagan empire. They don't want anything to do with Rome. So Jesus can't answer the question without getting in trouble with somebody. But Jesus is tricky too. And so Jesus turns it back on them. And he says, all right, show me the money, right? Show me the coin used to pay the tax. Because apparently Jesus didn't have any on him at the time, or at least wasn't willing to pull him out. And now, now his opponents are in a pickle. Because remember, we're standing in the temple, very close to the Holy of Holies. That is the the very place where the presence of God lives. You know, the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, you shall have no other gods before me. There they are in the temple. And they know full well that if they pull a coin out of their pocket, they know whose picture's on it. It's the picture of a man who believes himself to be God and demands that you worship him as such. 
pull out a coin with the graven image of a foreign idol. Or they could leave it in their purse and walk away and lose the debate and lose face, lose honor in the sight of the crowds and make Jesus even more popular than he was before. They're stuck. But they risk it. And so they pull out the coin and he says, fine, what do you see? Well, it's, it's the emperor. He says, all right then. Give it back to the emperor. It's his. And then give to God what belongs to God. Let the emperor have it. But give to God what belongs to God. Which, of course, begs the question, what belongs to God? And how do you know? I mean, you know the coin belongs to the emperor because it's got his face on it. So where do you find the face of God? Where do you find the image of God? Well, you look in a mirror. Or if one is not available to you, you look into the face of your neighbor. Even or especially a strange neighbor. For in the beginning, when the Lord God created the heavens and the earth, God said, let us make humankind in our image. In the image of God. God created them, male and female. Let the emperor have what is the emperor's. But you, you have Jesus in your skin. You belong to the one who made you in God's own image, remade you in the waters of baptism, rebirthed you by the cross of Christ. And inscribed on your very skin, on your forehead, is the sign that claims you fully as God's own. You belong to God with everything that you are. Now live as if that were true. You see, Jesus isn't talking here about whether or not you should pay taxes. I hate to break it to you. I know it's tax season, but Jesus is not telling you that you don't have to pay taxes. He's also not telling you that you do. Nor, as some kind of strange but fairly popular biblical interpretation goes, nor is Jesus endorsing the separation of church and state. Although, we don't know that he necessarily would have been opposed to such a very modern democratic principle. That's not what Jesus is talking about here at all, really. You see, at base, I think Jesus is just amused. I think Jesus thinks that it's adorable that you think anything belongs to you at all. I think Jesus thinks it's cute and dangerous, but cute that you think anything real belongs to the emperor. Because the stuff that matters, that all belongs to God. So you, you could have a couple Benjamins or maybe just some Georges. Some of, some of us don't have a lot in your pocket. Right? You could have Lexus or Ford, Bernie or Trump on your bumper. You could have Taylor Swift or Elton John or Elvis Presley in your iTunes. But you have Jesus in your skin. 
you have the very image of God painted all over your face. And that makes all the difference. You see, what our bartender didn't understand and didn't know was that that brand new tattoo sprawling across my friend's back, it was actually there covering up an old tattoo. It was a tattoo that she once got while half passed out on the floor of a junkie's apartment many years before. Because she used to belong to alcohol. She used to belong to the demons of self-destruction. But then Jesus came and whacked her upside the head and said, Honey, you belong to me. Fully and wholly to me. And you are precious to me. Be mine. Belong to me. Because you have Jesus in your skin. That's what baptism is all about, friends. You see, in the waters of baptism, God puts the devil in his place. God puts all things in perspective and says, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff out there that tries to tell you who you are, but baptism tells you you belong to me. This one is mine, and I'm never giving her up. That's the gift into which you were washed in the waters of life. The gift of being inscribed on your very flesh with the face and the love and the cross of Christ. You see, the emperor is going to get what's coming to him. They all do, eventually. But God's going to get what's coming to God. And that's you. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.